We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey! what I say before the break? I said maybe the Rangers will come back, and they did. They have the lead. Four minutes left in the garden. Rangers up. 3-2, you just heard Marco with the update. Keith McPherson on the fan. KM to AM. Let's get right back into it. We've got two hours here, right? So it's pretty wide open. 877-337-6666. We're talking sports. You know what we're talking about. I mean, the news of the day. The Mets made some moves today. Luis Severino signs with the Crosstown rival. One year, $13 million. Joey Wendell just signed with them as well from the Marlins, former Tampa Bay Ray. So... David Stearns and Steve Cohen are making it happen. You knew they were going to make it happen, right? That like, When do they not go for it? I remember at parts of the end of last season, people saying, oh, they're not going to be active. And of course they're going to be active. They're just learning, right? Steve Cohen is learning. Instead of smoking $43 million a year on a washed-up pitcher, just go get one for $30 million less. That's right here. That is used to New York. You guys love taking the... Yankees hand me downs. Ah, I know the Mets fans are getting up. So oh, this guy, I can't. This guy, oh, Twitter. I'm gonna, I'm gonna type a tweet at Keith right now. Keith McPherson is the worst host on WFAN. Enter, send. <laughs> uh, what else are we talking about? The Jets and the Giants. Our football season's down the drain. High hopes for the postseason, the playoffs. Ending the drought. People were talking about the Giants taking a step forward in the playoffs this year. Nope. Nope. It's a tough league. Guys get hurt more often than not. And if you're not prepared for that, you're not prepared. You're unprepared. So 877-337-6666. Whatever you guys want to talk about as far as those topics go, I'll lead the way. Michael in Washington Township on the fan. Go. Hey, Keith, how are you? I think it's actually been a while since I've called. I haven't seen you since, I think, fireworks night back at the stadium back in, like, July. How are you? Oh, man. That was back when I thought the Yankees had a chance. That was a good time. How are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, before I get to my question, which is about Severino, I just want to give a shout-out to Tommy DeVito because I actually went to the same high school as him. Gotta uh, love he... it, man. Gotta, gotta love it. Walking <laughs> the same hallways as the guy and, and watching him now, he's a – a uh, national superstar. Everybody that watches the NFL knows who he is. Yeah, it definitely is a little bit weird. Um, but anyway, I wanted to get to my main question about Severino. Um, obviously, you know, he's now a Mets. How do you think that the fresh change of scenery, I mean, I know it's still in the same city, but a new team, do you think we'll see um, him going back to how he was before? And then uh, the second part of the question is, this type of move by Steve Cohen, you know, with Cohen at the wheel, I, I think everyone was expecting him to go all out, get the big name. He still do you could. think that this is now, uh, obviously he still could, but do you think maybe this signing and with the other players uh, that they've announced uh, earlier today, do you think that's more of a pivot towards getting smart? This is the David um, Stern effect. This is, this is having a guy in the building that has experience doing this and Steve also saying, hey, I'm deferring to you. 
I, I came in with a five-year window to win the World Series. I talked a big game. I tried to sign the big names. It did not work out. Now I'm learning as a rookie owner. I, I'm not a rookie anymore. We got to do things a little differently. Let's make some low flyer moves that, uh, uh, you know, take a flyer on a guy, a low-risk move here and there and, and see what they turn into. Some veteran players, age 29, 33, not guys that are 40. Like with Severino, I think there's a chance that Severino um, – returns to form but but it's a low chance because the guy is hurt every year how did his yankee season end after he was terrible this year he was hurt how'd the season start this year brian cashman and the yankees said no you can't go play in the world baseball classic you're a liability you'll get hurt there like edwin diaz like we can't we can't risk that we're 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 counting on you so uh if if sevy stays healthy that's the first thing but i i've seen this i've seen this episode before I don't know. Um, putting on that Mets jersey, I don't think that gives you any type of superpower. I don't think putting on that Mets jersey makes you all of a sudden you know, cured of your ills that you had before with the Yankees or any other team. So do I think the Mets can get the best out of Seve? I think there's a low chance. And that's why it's a one-year, $13 million deal. It's not going to hurt them, their payroll. They wasted a ton of money last year and punted on guys at the deadline. We'll see. Uh, same with Joey Wendell. Joey Wendell is a utility in- infielder. Somebody goes down, you pop Joey Wendell in. Making two million dollars, so I don't think that they're done. I think that these are just moves that David Stearns is making to shore up their roster early on. It's November 29th, there's three months of baseball free agency, and it, it, uh, there, there definitely is a long time. But one thing that you meant obviously, uh, when you put on a master, it doesn't give you two powers. But do you think that going to a team, you know, when you leave the Yankees, do you think that there's less expectation which can maybe help him perform better you know not only on the field but you know also mentally as well or do you think we've seen some guys have success leaving for sure we've seen some guys go to other cities and have success but he's still in the same city he's still living in the same place the Mets fans are hard on their players too uh Yankee fans will pull up to City Field as well like he's not escaping um, anything. If he goes out there and pitches for the Mets the way he pitched for the Yankees you will you will hate him as well I'm sure I will. Keith, as always, thank you for the time and have a good one. Thanks for the call. 877-337-6666. I didn't want to hate Luis Severino. Homegrown ace. When we talk about the failed baby bombers, he's part of that. He's absolutely part of that. When we talked about, oh, the prospect hugging, and we look at Cashman for all the guys like Gary Sanchez, who also wore a Mets jersey this past year, uh, Greg Bird, Miguel Ann Duhar, Clint Frazier, you could throw Severino into that group. It just never materialized. It just wasn't there. He was hurt, and he underperformed. And the way he went out this year was bad. I know you Mets fans didn't miss it. We talked about it on the fan every night. I know there were some nights I was coming in here like, well, what did you expect? They have a nine-game losing streak. They're still rolling Severino out there. What do you think he was going to do against the Orioles, against the Braves? I remember watching him pitch against the White Sox. I'm like, come on. We're not supposed to lose to the White That's the Yankees this year were the team that everybody circled as a get-right game because they were doing stupid stuff like putting Luis Severino on the mound. Goodbye. It's over. It's a wrap. The Yankees are trying to win the World Series. I don't look at Severino as a starting pitcher in the postseason if you think you're going to win in October. 877-337-6666. Joel is in Copeg. Joel, you're on the fan. Yeah, Keith, I've been waiting a long time. I hope you give me a little time. You got it. 
With all due respect, I mean, your show could flow a lot better if you talk less and take more calls. I've listened to you since the springtime and the summertime. I've heard your comments about the Yankees organization. And, Keith, to be honest, many times during the summertime, it sounded like you work for the Yankees in the Bronx. I'm also a Yankee fan. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm giving you your time. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, you didn't say all spring, all summer. You even said five minutes ago to the caller, you thought the Yankees were contenders last season, this past season, for the world championship in MLB? What are you talking you about, know? bro? I said I was off the roller coaster in July. I thought they were contenders coming in oh. after being one okay. of the last four teams oh. standing with the AL MVP winning 99 oh, games and yeah. winning the division before. Okay. Okay, I misspoke. Okay, in the springtime, you thought they could go all the way. But by July, you know, and after the All-Star break, you thought they were all done, right? As soon, okay. as, as, soon as Judge went down in Dodger Stadium, I knew they were cool. Listen, listen. I'm listening. Uh, you had three or four callers ago in the last half hour that said they get the best pitcher in the game, they get the best hitter in the game. Yeah, I've said that. I got to teach you about baseball. Teach, I really us. Do. teach, all us, teach us all, Joel. Tell, teach us a, a baseball lesson. You've got it. You're on the fan. We yeah. can all hear you. I, again, let the callers speak. Uh, okay. You can have the best hitter and a hurler in the game if you have a – if you have the most dysfunctional organization in the American League after the Oakland Athletics, you're that's not going to go Yankees anywhere. Are. That's what the Yankees are, the most dysfunctional you organization. My dear friend, you're a Yankee fan. Much. You're a Yankee fan. I'm leaning more towards the Mets because I am never going to. Uh, you're gone. <laughs> I can't take it no more. I gave you a bunch of time. You're a Yankee fan that just said you're leaning more towards the Mets. I think I take a good amount of calls. I think I let all of my callers talk. I think I show respect for everybody. I showed respect for you, and you led with, I think you work for the Yankees or you're a Yankee shill or something like that. I got to teach you about baseball. You can't teach me anything. I'm on this side of the mic. What are you teaching me? What are you teaching any of us? What point did you make? Let's rewind in the free Odyssey app. What, like, what, did, you, what did you accomplish there? You just waited an hour and a half. And did nothing. Thanks for the call, Joel. Moving right along here. Steve and Tom's River on the fan. What's going on, man? How are you? Good. How are you, Steve? I'm good. I got two quick points. So everyone's talking about Peyton Manning, oh, mediocre NFL, all these backups playing. Why isn't anyone talking about, and the officials aren't bad, they're officiating <laughs> differently. They're emphasizing illegal men downfield, crackback mm -hmm. blocks, holding. Everything that pushes the offense back, they're not calling illegal hands to the face on the defense, holding on the defense, um, uh, pass interference as much. Guys are getting mugged, which extends drives, causing less points. The game, and then if I can make one quick point about a Jets quarterback, um, the game is being officiating differently, and that's why there's not as much points being scored. I think a lot uh, of these refs, they get caught in the moment. They don't know what to call. I see these guys huddling up and conferencing, and it's like they have a difference of opinion of what they both saw. It's like I watch the game, and I, I say the NFL is bogus. It's super bogus because we're watching crazy. holding. We're, we don't know what roughing the passer is. We don't know. You know, There's so many things that go on. Is that a false start? Is this guy off sides? They don't know what to call. We saw, we saw Justin Herbert get clearly hit, late hit, out of bounds. They didn't call it. We saw a horse collar on Josh Allen. Didn't call it. But like, Again, extending drive calls. 
it's it's to yeah. lower the points. And but, when you think but, about the money that is coming in gambling on the NFL this year, it's nuts. These and swing most games. It's on the overs. Most yeah. of it's on the overs. And the unders, but, the unders have been hitting a ton. Exactly. So one more one more quick point. The Jets, Zach Wilson's going to be gone. What they need to get, and it won't cost him much, a kid named Sam Ellinger. He's a backup for the Colts. The kid's phenomenal. Have him sit behind Rodgers. Only cost him like a fourth-round pick. The kid, if you've watched him play in preseason, when this kid had opportunity and the Colts line's been terrible. Last year, a little they, bit, yeah. He came out yeah, of Texas. and um, Yeah, if you watch his preseason tape, this kid is unbelievable. They drafted Richardson, but if he sits behind Rodgers for a year, this kid, he works with that NFL quarterback coach to strengthen his arm. Yeah. The kid is going to be unreal. They got to get this kid in the Jets uniform. I'm telling you, he yeah, that's a, that's a low-cost backup that has NFL experience and is a better player than Zach Wilson that they could potentially bring in here next year to back up Aaron Rodgers. He's not a proven guy, but he's a low-cost guy if they want to spend elsewhere. Exactly. That's that's my point. Thanks for the thanks for the time, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call, Steve. Yeah, the NFL is bogus. I watch it every week, and I'm like, this is bogus ball. You see the foul, call the foul, and then there's flags flying, and they don't know what they're throwing the flag for. It, it swings the game. It changes the game. I'm watching the game, and I'm just like, this is not like this this version of of football. It's it's getting close to WWE. Like it's not real. Like you know, Stefan Diggs was getting pulled around his collar like that's pass interference you know i keep going back to that dolphins game against the eagles it was a screen it wasn't even a, a drop back it wasn't a, a play action it was a screen where jalen hurts gets rid of the ball on the screen the screen is completely snuffed out the defense recognizes the screen and christian wilkins is running at him full speed I don't know what they expect Christian Wilkins to do, dive to his left to avoid him. He puts his hands out, two-hand touch, pushes the guy they call roughing the passer. You can't even push a guy. He didn't hurt him. It's the NFL. That's roughing the passer. That And, and I think that was a third down play where that, that changes, the, that extends the drive. What are we doing? These, these refs need to be better. I had a night where I was talking about how I think they should have, okay, these former players, a lot of them aren't you know going into broadcasting. A lot of them aren't going into podcasting. A lot of them don't just have you know the personality to get on the microphone or get in front of a camera and, and be a host and talk about the game and break down the game. But I bet there's a lot of players that are still in shape and athletic and know the game that would be interested in helping the game out and calling the game and being refs. But there's a whole bunch of stuff with like paying these guys and the union or no union. I don't even know. I gotta I gotta research exactly what it is that's stopping the NFL from having better refs. But the way that they're doing it right now ain't good enough. Not good enough to me. Not good enough to me. Tom in Riverhead, you're on the fan. Hey, Keith, thanks for the call. No problem. Um just want to touch on the quarterback thing a little bit more. And um I just think as a whole we're going to be in for a long road as NFL fans because we're coming out of the golden age of quarterbacks. And I, I think, you know, even with some of the talent you see out there, maybe Mahomes is at that level, maybe Hurts and Burrow right below. But it, it's going to be a long time before we get the next Peyton and Brady walking through the door. And I think they set the bar so high, that's the reason a lot of these quarterbacks are failing. Because yeah, there's Drew Brees, a Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, and no, I'm, I'm right there with you. 
uh, we we thought that we had a new cast of characters with Mahomes and Hurts <laughs> and Lamar and uh, Josh Allen and Burrow, maybe, but these guys get but hurt. It, I feel like those the quarterbacks we named, those guys didn't miss too much time. They didn't miss too many games. They didn't miss really seasons. I, like They were always there for a decade. I, exactly. I mean, I the ones you mentioned are the best of the best, but it just feels like a cup below Breeze, Brady, Manning, uh, Phillip Rivers, Roethlisberger. So just a thought there. Um, if I could, I just want to touch on the Jets a little bit with the quarterback, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's it's – you know, you always say negligent. The fact Douglas didn't have a competent backup in here really makes me upset. Thinking back even to when Mike McCagnan was GM, you know, he was the one that said it's tough to develop and draft a quarterback, and he yeah. tried to sign Kirk Cousins, and Cousins spurned us. And uh, I think that's where our problems began when Woody gave Gase the power and the power struggle. And, you know, I, I, I know Douglas has made some good moves, but I, I don't know what his record really was in Philadelphia besides carrying Howie's jockstrap. You know right. what I mean? And and the fact that Rodgers went down four plays in, you should have got on the on the phone the next I, series. Like Exactly. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's, just, it's something we're going to think about for a long time because it's back-to-back years deja vu with letting Zach Wilson and his ineptitude <laughs> tank the season, lose multiple games in a row, when it could have been avoided. There's a lot of other quarterbacks that were out there. We talked about it I, on the fan. I was the first one on that night, and I'm like, they have to do this now. If it's Carson Wentz, if it's Colt McCoy, if it's Nick Foles, Blake Bortles, <laughs> Tad Henney, I don't care. they got to get an NFL not. quarterback in here <laughs> to save the season. Yeah, just not the worst quarterback in NFL history. I mean, Wilson yeah, has been unbearable Just not statistically to one of the worst we've ever seen get that many starts in NFL history, yes. And I just go to the 49ers. You know, with Lance, they realized they made a mistake. They identified it. They moved on. Douglas just keeps compounding it. Yo, um, the 49ers are used to winning. Thanks for the call. The 49ers are in the business of winning and going to the playoffs and winning Super Bowls. They're trying to get Super Bowl number six. I cannot wait for that game Sunday, 425. Niners go to the link to humble the Philadelphia Eagles. The narrative around the Eagles is that the Eagles haven't played a good game yet. Is this the week they're going to play their good game? All of that talk last year about, well, if Brock Purdy didn't get hurt, 49ers would have been on their way to the Super Bowl. Let's see it. Let's see it. These teams got a little bit of beef from that trash talking. That's the game of the week. I have a football Friday show this Friday Five-hour KM to AM, same as this one. Can't wait. All right. We still got some more time, a little bit more than 90 minutes. Call up. Challenge me. But don't be like Joel and challenge me and be weak and be empty with it. Like, come through with some points. Don't say uh, uh, you sound like you work for the Yankees. The Yankees, no, I don't work for the Yankees. And you know I don't work for the Yankees. Did you listen to my show? Actually, listen. Oh, you sh- the, sh- the, sh- the show would flow better if you let the caller speak. I think out of all the hosts on WFAN, if somebody had to say who who lets their callers speak, come on, Keith McPherson on the fan. We'll be right back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Keep McPherson on the fan. Let's continue, man. It's been a good few hours, a five-hour KM to AM. I appreciate everybody online, everybody calling, everybody listening. And you know I always send a shout-out 
to the people listening that never call. They, they just listen to the show. They listen to the fan. They're fans of the fan. And they have no interest in being heard. They have no interest in calling in. I think that's cool, too. 877-337-6666. You know what we're talking about? I can always remind you. Joey Wendell signed with the Mets. Luis Severino signed with the Mets. Aaron Rodgers is cleared to return for practice, opening his 21-day practice window for nothing. Tommy DeVito should be the starting quarterback for the New York Giants when they return from the bye week. But after having a week off to think about it, start thinking about the future. You're not making the playoffs this year. And there is no victory in trying to you know, find victories. And the teams that you're about to face are better than you. I know you don't want a T-A-N-K. There's no way to actually tell players to do that. But I think the fans would be just fine with you taking a few L's here and locking up that top spot with the dream of pairing the future quarterback with this head coach who's pretty good with quarterbacks. Look what he's done with Tommy DeVito. And Shane, in this era of Giants football in year three of a rebuild coming soon, 877-337-6666. Dan's in Marlboro, New Jersey on the fan. Go for it, Dan. Keith, good evening, buddy. How you doing, Keith? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing. I'm doing okay, Keith. Thanks for asking. Uh, first time caller, Keith. Thanks for having me. Man. Ding, ding, ding! First time yeah. caller, we got one. There you go, uh, Keith. Congratulations on your little buddy, your little son. There, congratulations. Thank man. you. I'm blessed. Yeah. I look at him every day, and I, I can't believe he's a real breathing human being. Yeah, it's special. It's special. Um, well, Keith, I just got. I want to make a, a quick, a quick point about the Jets and Giants quarterback. Um, something you mentioned before. I have good news about you were mentioned before about driving in the snow. Mm-hmm. Got real good news about the long range winter forecast for you. But just so you know, Keith, that guy Joel, man, dude, I almost when I heard him, I almost dropped the phone. I'm sorry you had to go through that. No, I don't apologize. Um, that's that's yeah, part of it. But um, it's just like. Yo, come yeah. with it. Like if you're gonna if yeah. you're gonna wait an hour and a half, come with something yeah. you completely yeah. missed. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, I was I was like, you gotta be kidding me. But anyway, you know, Keith, um, you got me thinking before. You mentioned about the, you know, the, which is which is true for the Jets and Giants. You mentioned Giants, their season's over. Start planning for next year, right? Yeah. So you got me thinking about that. And I want to get your opinion. And you tell me if I'm right. What you think? I mean. You you play quarterback in college. You're the perfect guy to ask this, or, or you know, or, or get your your input about it. Um, the Jets, Woody Johnson, the Jets front office they they screwed up. They let Mike White walk out the door, right? They let him go, and make it worse to go to the Dolphins, <laughs> the division, the same team in the division, right? Yeah, Gio had right? some bars earlier this morning. I saw the clip of Gio comparing the Dolphins to the Jets, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> right, right. So, so they, so they screw up. They, there's one of many screw ups. They let Mike White walk out and let him go. Right. So I'm thinking to myself. So you had me think. I'm saying, you know, Mike White. He reminds me, Danny, uh, Tommy DeVito. He kind of like reminds me of Mike White. You know, a good. I mean, I know Tommy DeVito. He's brand new. Right. He hasn't played a lot, but but yeah. he kind of reminds they, they you know like played yeah, at different I mean, a good colleges, quali- a good transferred schools. Backup. I think Mike White Mike White was drafted. Maybe he was undrafted. He was with Dallas. I think he was undrafted with okay. with, with Dallas. I, I see the comparison. But so so here's yeah so here's what I'm I'm, I'm, I'm curious about. So let's say you're you know you're calling the shots for the Giants. 
I'm thinking, hey, you got someone who might be turning to a good, good quality second string, third string backup quarterback. You know, so far you got definitely keep my definitely keep Tommy DeVito for Absolutely next year. Absolutely, you keep that guy. Right. I mean, right? Yeah, he's yeah. got too many fans already. Yeah, like, he's got too yeah. much love already. You don't let him go anywhere. You're happy to yeah. have him. You just got two wins off of him. Um, and and right. in this league where we're talking about how you, if you don't have two, you don't have one. I think he's a backup, maybe a third yeah. string quarterback in this league. You you definitely right. keep him around. He lives down the street. <laughs> Absolutely, and yeah, shop around for your franchise quarterback in the off season, right? And uh, so yeah, okay, yep, okay, yep. All right, all right, Keith. So great talking to you, buddy. Um, you know, hats off to you, man. You're killing it tonight, bro. Thank you, Good Dan. You. Appreciate the call. And Mike White was drafted by my Dallas Cowboys in the fifth round, 171st overall. Mike White being let go by the Jets, we we all know why he was let go by the Jets. One, he's a South Florida guy. I think he went to USF, so he probably couldn't wait to go back to Miami. But they could have paid him. They could have persuaded him to not, I don't know, uproot his wife, his two daughters, his family. You know, like He could have stayed here, but we all know why they didn't. Well, come on, folks. What's the name? Zach Wilson. We're not talking about Zach anymore, but because of the way that the Jets team made T-shirts and rallied around Mike White, they weren't going to bring him back. Instead, they elected to sign a Tim Boyle, who knew the system with Aaron Rodgers coming in, and said, uh, all right, you know, Zach will be QB2. He should have been QB3, and they should have got a better quarterback in here instead of defaulting into Tim Boyle at QB3. Whatever, it's all, it's all in the past. But back to DeVito. Now that you've seen DeVito, he's got the moxie, he's got the confidence, he's got the swag. He's letting the ball rip. The the moment's not too big for him, right? As we're talking about Zach Wilson, compare Zach Wilson, the way he plays, to Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito's not scared of anything. Seems like Zach Wilson's scared of his own shadow. You do keep him around. And he could potentially, you know, compete um, next year for uh, the second string or third string spot. I, I, in theory, I understand the idea that you paid Daniel Jones all this money and when he's healthy, he's going to be the guy. But man, I don't know how you could even think about passing on the quarterbacks that are coming in in your situation with the new head coach who didn't draft the quarterback that you paid and that quarterback being so injury prone. That's nothing you can bank on. You can't bank on Daniel Jones' recovery time and you can't bank on him staying healthy and not for nothing. Go back and look at the tape. Tyrod played better than him. Danny, uh, Tommy DeVito played better than him. It's tough. I think we all say Danny DeVito, not because of Danny DeVito uh, in the Jersey Mike's commercial and it's always sunny, but because we're always saying Daniel Jones and then talking about Tommy DeVito. I heard Joe Shane say, oh, I almost called him Danny DeVito, in the press conference Monday. No slight to Tommy D. Uh, Tommy, D Tommy Cutlets. He, he's great. He's, he's a, a, a cult hero. But I'm looking into the future for the Giants. Man, this offseason, they can go to pro days. They can go to the combine. They can sit with all these quarterbacks. And they're going to know. Dable's been an, around enough quarterbacks. He's going to know who he wants. I don't think it's Caleb Williams. And if the Bears want to take Caleb Williams, go. Caleb Williams, I follow him on Instagram. I've been following his career since uh, he took over for Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler just declared for the NFL draft this year. Now, I don't think Spencer Rattler projects as a great NFL quarterback, but coming out of high school, he was a top guy. If you guys watched QB1, they were looking at Spencer Rattler going to Oklahoma like, this guy's going to be in line to be the next 
Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield at Oklahoma. It didn't really pan out. Um, I remember him crying on the field, not in the way that, the way that uh, Caleb Williams was crying on the field, but Caleb Williams took over for him at Oklahoma, and then he followed his coach to USC. Uh, I just saw a report today with Caleb Williams. I was talking about him last night, how I thought it was hilarious that this kid, actually his camp came out saying that whatever team drafted him, he potentially wanted a percentage of ownership of that team. The Bears, the Patriots. Come on, get lost with that. Tom Brady, the best quarterback we've ever seen. He couldn't get a percentage of the Buccaneers. Definitely couldn't get a percentage of the Patriots. He got a percentage of the Raiders that he never played for, and he didn't get that until he was completely done. You're going to get that as a rookie coming into the league? No. So more comes out today. USC uh, quarterback Caleb Williams, the likely number one pick, says his decision on whether or not to declare for the NFL draft will be a game-time decision. <laughs> Didn't I just hear Tiki Barber and the guys talk about a game? Yeah, they were talking about whether Lugie would go to the Knicks game with Evan tonight. Or was it tonight? No, the Knicks don't play tonight. But I think they were saying, I don't know, I listen to the fan just like you guys do. It's like, it's in my head, it's not in my head. I think it's tomorrow is is the game against the Pistons. And uh, I guess Lugie was saying it's a game-time decision. And then Tiki's like, whenever somebody says it's a game-time decision, it's it's probably a no. So here's Caleb Williams saying it's a game-time decision whether he is going to declare for the draft or go back to sunny L.A. and play for the Trojans again. Some are speculating that Caleb Williams wants to wait and see who picks first before making a decision. And the person that posted this JPA football said, I personally think it's unlikely he stays another year at USC. I, I think so, too. I was in here talking to Rich Ackerman about the wild, wild west that exists. We were talking about Matt Rule and how Matt Rule, you know, former Panthers coach, we thought he might be the Giants coach. He used to coach down in Philly at Temple. Matt Rule was talking about how in the transfer portal, to get a difference maker at the quarterback position, it costs one, one and a half, $2 million. And he said it so bluntly in the press conference, but it's true. If you want one of these top-ranked quarterbacks in college that are entering the transfer portal, these kids are getting paid now. That's why Caleb Williams can even entertain the idea of going back. He's already worth millions. He's already making millions. And it was as soon as the NCAA folded on the NIL deals and letting these kids make money, it's over for amateur sports. It's over. It's over. I, I like I like it for these kids because I was a broke college football player. And when I transferred from James Madison University to Monmouth University, I lost a year of eligibility. I had to sit out. The transfer portal didn't exist. So I'm looking at these kids now. Man, these kids now have NIL deals. These kids got transfer portals. These kids can bet on the games right in their phone. I had to hit the bookie with a little sheet of paper. <laughs> well, we're in the future, but yeah. This Caleb Williams kid, I I wouldn't. Um, I think he's ruining his draft stock, but maybe that's intentional. Maybe he doesn't want to go to the Bears. Or say. Maybe he wants to fall a little bit, and there's a lot to be seen with him, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix. We're about to watch Bo Nix versus Michael Penix Jr. this weekend in the Pac-12 championship. That's whoever plays better, that's the Heisman winner, and whoever plays better is most likely going to jump the other in the NFL draft, I can't wait. This is this is uh this is gonna be great. This is gonna be very interesting with the uh end of this NFL season, end of this college season, the pro days, the combine. I love all this stuff. I could I could I could I could have a five hour show just on this stuff. 
as we lead up to Tankathon 2024. All right, last hour coming up. We'll take this break right here. We'll continue taking your calls at 877-337-6666. We'll get back into the baseball conversation. I do want to talk a little bit more about Yashinobu Yamamoto and the New York Yankees. Keith McPherson on the fan. We'll be right back. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Just here to do my job. Keith McPherson on the fan. Taking you up to midnight. And then Mac is back. The midnight ride. Chris McMonagle. Chris McMonagle, like you know how the thing says. Call me up. This last hour is usually open mic when I do my five-hour KM to AM. I think we've hit everything. I mean, we've hit everything ten times. And the last hour is pretty much open. Any sports topic you want to bring to the table, anything that you want to talk about, here's one that I wanted to bring to the table. I wanted to do it last night, but I waited because I wanted more people to hear this. As I just was talking about Caleb Williams, who's the projected number one overall pick, the Heisman Trophy winner from last year, quarterback from USC, and the NILs and the transfer portals and the wild, wild west that college sports has become, it's refreshing to see a young man by the name of Levi Williams, who was the quarterback at Utah State, and he just had a five-touchdown game which made Utah State win, I think, their sixth or seventh game, or sixth game, because it made them bowl eligible. Um, but Williams is going to leave school and pursue something bigger than both himself and sports. He wants to protect our country. This young man is giving up college football to become a Navy SEAL. Now, I'm sure he's very athletic and fit and in shape. He's the quarterback at Utah State. That's where Jordan Love played. You'll see Jordan Love on Monday Night Football against the New York Giants. But this young man's quote was, I just want to be in a spot where I can protect this great country, where we get to play football with the freedom to do that. I think this is the best country in the world, so I'd like to keep it that way and protect it as long as I can. You never That's rare. You never hear that. You never hear a story like that. You never hear these kids now. I just told you Matt Rule was talking about to get a good quarterback now. You need to sell these kids on $1 million, $2 million. You got to offer them NIL deals and money. This kid is going to skip his final year of his college eligibility to become a Navy SEAL. It's crazy. I gave up my final year of eligibility, too, but that's because I just didn't want to play. <laughs> I just didn't want to keep going to practice and getting hit and have to wake up and go to running and lifting in the cold and go to study hall and go to class and be a student athlete. I was over it. I was like, I'll just be a student. I know what I want to do now. I'm going to try and graduate here with a radio television degree. Did it. I actually thought about joining the Navy. I actually went over there. Uh, people in Monmouth County will know when you're going down 35 and you're getting into Shrewsbury area, there's a Navy spot over there where you can walk right in and get information on the Navy. And um, I went in there and I took the test. I remember I got 88 on the test. I did pretty well on the test um, with just you know regular like problem-solving questions and some math. I think I was like 23 and I had graduated college. I had been out of college for a year, and it was just quiet for me. I couldn't get any type of anything. I, like, I applied to jobs, couldn't get one email back, one response. I was just broke, and I was just down. And uh, I had a friend that went to the Navy and was telling me on the Navy and how if I go to the Navy, he could get a bonus and extra money. And 
you know, he didn't have a college degree, and he was telling me, you have a college degree. They'll start you off as an officer. You'll make 70000 a year. And at 23 years old, being out of college for a year, being broke, 70000 a year, I was like, I'm down. I was still athletic. I was, still, I was ready to go. I was this close. I, I think somewhere I still have the uh, Navy SEAL packets. I remember I wanted to go to San Diego. There's a Navy base out there, and I wanted to start off as an officer. And If I did that, I wouldn't be on the fan. <laughs> alternate reality in an alternate universe i'm somewhere in the navy by now that, that would have been like 12 years i'd be rich <laughs> keith mcpherson on the fan let's sneak in another call before we go to break my casamigos big shot of the night coming up when we get into the 11 o'clock hour and all of your calls on all of the sports and all of the top topics that you want to talk about on the fan josh is in the bronx what's up josh i'm calling you i'm calling you tonight I tweeted to you, I said I wouldn't call, but after hearing about Luis Severino, are you kidding me? <laughs> to the Mets? Oh, listen, bro, we, we've had this conversation endless times about Wilponitis and everything else <laughs> like that. Yeah, Wilponitis, I mean, bargain bins, here we go again, even with Stevie Cohn. Uh, I hope. We can do better than that for both the Mets and the I, Yankees. I hope there's more. I honestly think Steve Cohen is just doing this on yeah. November 29th, and there's a lot more on the way. Yeah, but just it correct. Is, it is, it is yeah. Wilpon-esque. <laughs> yeah, Wilpon-itis. I don't know, but anything that you want to call it, Keith, this is a contagious thing that goes on in all four sports. Basketball, hockey, baseball, football, etc. I don't have to tell you. I don't have to tell your callers, the fans of the fan. They know it, bro, inside and out. And you know it's going to get gobbled up tomorrow by all the daytime shows on the fan. Yep. Thank you for taking my call. I'll try calling you Friday. I need Thanks, Josh. Let's sneak one more call in before we go to break. Mark is out in California. I guess he's listening on the free Odyssey app. What's going on? Um, yeah, so that caller in regards to Seve, man, you know, being Yankee fans, bro, super weird. Um, I think they're <laughs> done. I don't think, I mean, they, they're going to go after more. Obviously, they're going to be in on Yamamoto. They're, they're not even close on Otani. I mean, he will not step foot in a New York airport. Not going to happen. Um, a buddy of mine actually works for the Dodgers organization, and he told me some stuff that essentially it's a done deal with Otani to L.A. It's a done deal already. Remember I told you that. It's a done deal. Oh, I've been talking about it. I know some things, too. I'll speak my buddy, on. Yeah, my buddy is, is a pitching development over there for a scout for the, for the Dodgers. So um, he's been telling me some things. About a month ago, the Dodgers named Lorenzo Scarari. I already know all about Yeah, it. senior vice president it. of global partnerships, preparing for yeah. the global partnerships that they're going to have with Otani. Yeah, yeah it, it's, it's pretty much a done deal. And then they might actually go out once Otani signs and go out there and sign Yamamoto. I don't right. know if that's going to happen, but no, I, was, I think that. I was going to speak on it because he wants to play with another Japanese player. Right, they played in the World Baseball Classic together. They know each other. They're friends. Hold on. Remember this. is Seong Kim also has a very close relationship with Yamamoto. So mm -hmm. if the Yankees were to turn around and include Glaber Torres, which if you take a look right now at any team that would trade for Juan Soto, they do not have a Glaber Torres type player to give for Juan Soto right now. Nobody does. The Yankees do. 
and they have Volpe and Hayasan, which I don't think realistically they're going to give up either one of those. But would you give up Glaber Torres, Clark Schmidt, Spencer Jones, and Michael King for Juan Soto? Yes. Absolutely. Right now, if Cashman can get that done, genius, bro. Because if you, even if he leaves, you still keep your top two prospects. And then by getting rid of Torres, you put Sion Kim in there and you sign Yamamoto. And could you imagine, hold on just for one second before I let you go, the Yankees rotation with Yamamoto. Would he be the second or the third starter? Because I think Rondon still gets two and then no. Yamamoto gets three. I don't know what Rodon is. I have no idea what Carlos is doing in this offseason and what he's going to be. I did not know that uh, Hassan Kim was friends with Yamamoto. He's from South Korea, but who knows? I mean, these inter- international guys, I'm sure they cross paths and talk. And Yeah, that's an interesting nugget. Thanks for that, Mark. Yeah, I wanted to speak on Yamamoto. I think it's the Yankees and Mets. Obviously, here in New York, we're talking about that. If he's coming here, I think he's leaning Yankees. The iconic pinstripes, blah, blah, blah. The number 18, whatever. I don't think that matters much, but it's available for him. The Mets are about to retire that number. But the Dodgers are a sneaky play. They've been saving up. Trey Turner, you can go. Corey Seager, you can go. They're they're ready to make a play for Otani, who already lives out there. And his buddy, a 25-year-old three-time MVP coming over from Japan, if he wants to be on the West Coast, he joins Otani with the Dodgers. That'd be crazy. 877-337-6666. My Casamigos big shot of the night coming up. And your call's open mic on the fan. Keith McPherson, Rock Until 12. We'll be right back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 